The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. And good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm your host, Michael Dow, and I'm joined tonight by uh, Sue Timberlake and Stefan Ward-Wheaton. Hello. Back from... The Abyss. The Abyss. How was the weather there? I've returned. Cold and clammy, Ah, unlike here. Awesome. With uh, the inevitable Mr. Roberts running the board again. And I forgot to turn on Sue's mic. Hi, Sue. Hey. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, before we get into that stuff, I just want to mention we are uh, love to hear from you, and you can reach us in a few different ways. Uh, Civil Politics Radio at ValleyFreeRadio.org is our email. Civil Politics, sorry, Facebook.com slash Civil Politics Radio is our community on Facebook. And on Twitter, it's at Civil Politics FM. We also have a website, which is quite simply civilpoliticsradio.com. While we talk about things during the show, we try to put up uh, references to things uh, on the web or whatever, uh, if not during, then after. And we use the hashtag civil references to make it easier for the folks to follow along at home. So, uh, how are you guys doing? (laughs) Doing pretty good. How about you? Um, You're looking hale and hearty. (laughs) uh, Yes, and thanks to an unexpected nap this afternoon, I feel quite refreshed. (laughs) Oh, excellent. How was that 50-yard sprint here at the end to get in the station when we went on the air? Uh, Your your cheeks are pink. Super awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, so Stefan, uh, maybe we want to dive right into one of the reasons we were like, Stefan, come back and talk to us about net neutrality. <laughs> sure. Well, uh, there's been some news on this front. Yeah. Um, which which it, it's helpful if you can help explain to us because, like, you know, my mom doesn't didn't really understand what the heck it was all about, for example. Oh, yeah. So, uh, essentially, on June 15th, the FCC's... Uh, repeal of the uh, Title II rules, which effectively put net neutrality in place as a federal re- regulation. Uh, that vote, which took place on December in December of 2017, it actually went into effect. Um, there was kind of a there was sort of an appeal process um, internally, which meant they had to extend it. But it's it is now technically in effect as of the 15th. So technically. ISPs, internet service providers like Comcast, AT&T, etc., could start um, messing with uh, your data. It's unlikely to happen right away because there's still a lot of scrutiny uh, taking place in these companies. And if I think you know there would be enough public outcry that they want to avoid that, but there's nothing stopping them. Um, and that is uh, troubling for several reasons, not least of which is the uh, merger, the rather titanic merger between AT&T and Time Warner, uh, which, <laughs> yes, boo, which went through this... Um, two days ago, Two right? days ago, yeah. And today two it was finalized or something. There was something that happened today yes. that was like, and they signed the documents. <laughs> well, right, yeah, it kind of just uh, putting... Uh, 
Uh, sorry, I thought you were gesturing at me. No, no, no. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Keep going. Keep it down there. Keep it down. Um, Don't get too but, excited about these mergers and acquisitions. I'll just kick you, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, there we go. Um, because this is exactly the position that net neutrality advocates like myself feared happening, where we'd see more monopolization of um are you know of of both the the actual sort of brick and mortar infrastructure of the internet that that brings the internet to your home, um, and also of the kind of corporate uh, overriding corporate structure in terms of which actual players there are because a big problem with it uh, that we had with taking away the net neutrality rules was that so many regions in the U.S. Uh, have only a de facto one internet service provider. So there's no competition. So it's not like I don't like, you know, if you live in one of these regions, you can't say, well, I don't like this deal that AT&T is trying to foist on me. I think I'll move to Comcast. It, they're literally, yes? Uh, I just wanted to say, just like here. Yeah, right. You have one choice. Comcast we only have one. In, if you live in a certain town, you only have one choice of a of a provider. Like right. If I don't like... Um, Comcast, for example, then I can't switch to Charter or right, Spectrum exactly. or whatever they're called. Especially right. for broadband. And, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, uh, speaking for myself, when I moved into my home in East Hampton back in 2006, you know, I was wondering what my options were because I wanted internet in the house. And it basically came down to Charter Communications because free people were like, you should get DSL. And the... Uh, I'll, 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 well, sure, but here, here's the thing. Back in 2006, like when I had the phone, uh, the uh, the phones, uh, the, there was a problem with the landlines when we moved in. So I had them fixed. Guy came out. He was great, and he was basically singing the praises of Verizon DSL. And I thought, well, I can at least check it out. So I called them, and they said, "Oh, great, where are you?" And I gave them my address, and they said, "Oh, yeah. we don't do DSL. We don't haven't run the cables to your location." Yeah, you're too far to. from the um from the yeah, yeah from uh, the office. <laughs> and I said, "So when are you going to do that?" And they said, "Probably never." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. this is the this is sort of the devil's deal that a lot of states um, made with uh, with these ISPs, which is to basically. Uh, let them act sort of uh, in place of the government and to build out the actual infrastructure of, um, you know, of uh, telephone, cable, and now internet um, wiring uh, themselves. Giving they, them a monopoly for various areas. Exactly. It, so and Intentionally, although they yeah. have all the new licenses say that anybody else can come in, they're not exclusive anymore, mm -hmm. yeah. but nobody will because... There's a huge barrier to entry. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because they already have the infrastructure. They already yeah. have, and it's, and it's not a public infrastructure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's it's somewhat. Shrewsbury's is public. Mm -hmm. Shrewsbury. And Belmont was public, became was partly publicly owned, and then there was a clause that said they had to sell it back to the um, to the to Comcast, actually Cablevision at the time. Um, I think it was for two million dollars. So they helped them build it out. They used their bond rating. They owned half of it. And the contract was written in such a way that after ten years, they had to sell it back to the cable company for two million. <laughs> that's all. Wow! Know, that's Whoever negotiated that deal blew that. Yeah. Well, at the time, they they were they thought it was the best deal ever. <laughs> wow. Well, this is the two thing million dollars. The Ooh. good news is FiOS came into Belmont, hmm. so that is a real competitor. That's actually optical fiber, but Verizon is not putting FiOS out here in Northampton. Well, thank yeah, thank God for Belmont. That's that's <laughs> certainly good for them. So they have two things, two uh, mm. two possibilities. Well, I, I just want to mention. So, like, this is kind of the same idea uh, that leads to there's one legal 
uh, a form of monopoly established in the Constitution, uh, patents. The idea being that, like, if you can patent your clever new invention, mm-hmm. that will allow you to make exclusive money on it for a while, um, which encourages you, gives you a financial incentive to come up with great new ideas. However, the patents run out, and then mm-hmm. everything you do is is in the public domain. So this is sort of like a utility. It, yeah, it's it's sort of like that idea, but like it's it it's the same sort of logic, but it it lacks the idea of like okay, well now that the cable comp now that whoever has laid this infrastructure, it's not re- yet returned to the public. It hasn't become like, that is now public domain. It is now a public good. Mm-hmm. That that would be a different thing. If it were like a publicly maintained network or right. if it were treated like a utility where you have like a private company that's running it. for Like the electric like, company or the gas yes, company. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that a lot of people I think don't realize is that they y- you assume that public, in- that quote unquote, not actual public, but seemingly public infrastructure is publicly owned, and that companies are leasing the right to use it, which is the way it works. And you know, in most places, is that true for the electrical grid in yeah. this country? Um, Usually, not... one one utility owns it. They often own the poles. Sometimes they own every other pole. And Comcast has to pay the electric company for the attachment to the poles. Right. But the actual wires and everything are owned by the utility. And you remember when you could start getting electricity from other companies? It, it they basically oh yeah, was like right twenty to, years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When they did that, they actually were saying we don't want this vertical integration because it's not good. Yeah. Right. You don't right. want the people that produce the electricity also selling you the wires. So they right. split it up. And yet here we are with the cable and the and the you know. Internet yeah. doing the exact opposite. Where the ver- it's really vertical integration is the yeah. problem. It's like the liquor store owning the distributorship, or the liquor manufacturer owning the distributorship because they won't sell anybody else's liquor. Which is, by the way, how things how the booze industry the, works in the UK. Yeah, and it works there here too, in state by state by state. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, there's some, so some laws, some horrible laws. So all all, all of which is to say that um, uh, the FCC treating the uh, uh, the cable, the internet providers, like they are, I don't know, other kinds of businesses. Uh, right. Like, it's like, y- you just have to fairly represent your, your practices that can't, you know, violate federal laws. Like, you know, like Comcast can't say, well, we're not going to rent you, you know, give you cable because, you know, you're Jewish or something. You know, they, they can't do that. But other than that, they just have to say, these are our prices. But you can't see any Jewish shows. Because we're not going to allow them on this uh, internet. <laughs> well, th- that they we're going to slow them down. We're going to slow down the Jewish shows or the you know the shows in or the shows languages. in Spanish. Yeah, yeah. world languages and B E T. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'll how would we catch them? I mean, Stefan, the problem is that you can't really. I mean, some of this it's sort of like Facebook. You wouldn't even know they sold all your data. Well, right, yeah, until something bad happens. And that's that, That's the concern is that little by little you might start to see changes or people slowly getting moved into, you know, slow and fast lanes, which was the exact, which was one of the big um, dangers that, that we, you know, we feared would come with the lack of net neutrality. Um, also that you might move to, and this is a model that's been, implemented i think i talked about it when i spoke about this before but in portugal there was a mobile uh mobile data provider that was grouping your internet plan you know the plan you'd purchase to to get internet on your phone by which sites you wanted to access and you'd have to pay more and more 
you know, you'd basically have to pay an additional premium to access, you know, you'd have like a social media package or a Netflix, you know, a streaming Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime So it's package. like the cable company's cable packages. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and sort of But it of tied artif- also to your internet use. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it's, and it, it would be completely artificial and that, that's, that's the problem. It's not based well, on scarcity of like, data. Well, oh, I see what you mean. Com- yeah. They're, they're, they're arbitrary because, I mean, it's like, right. you know. Like like Turner Classic Movies is bundled with a sports package in yeah, Andover, yeah. for example. And since yeah. Mom likes Turner Classic Movies, we all get all these sports channels. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Dish Dish has started to break it up so mm. that you can buy a news package or you can buy a Hoosie. But that's and I I don't know if that's a successful model or not. But it's sort of like tying your cell phone to your um, your telephone provider, whereas in Europe yeah. they're unlocked. And here they tie it together. They tie. It's actually almost antitrust that you tie mm. two products together. Oh, I know. Yeah. yeah. I, it, it, I mean, it should be any. It's <laughs> when you look at how any trust, you know, trust busting used to work like a hundred years ago, or even early, or you know, more recently. A lot of this stuff would have would have just people would have flipped a brick about it. I mean, it's but it, now it's considered. Where's Teddy It's Roosevelt? been normalized <laughs> that it there's less. You know that. The, fortunately, there's been a lot of outcry about net neutrality, and that's a big plus. But there's there's we're we're sort of more conditioned to seeing this happen. Um, now I should point out I want to I want to make clear that like not there are we there are still robust efforts being made to kind of roll this back. Chief of which is that um, there was a there was a measure introduced in the Senate by Ed Markey, here, senator here from Massachusetts. Wait, you mean we um, have someone besides Elizabeth Warren? Really? <laughs> <laughs> we do. Yeah, Ed, Ed Markey's actually been a leader on on tech Tele- issues, yeah, consumer tech issues. Yeah, for years. Um, I like to call him Biz Markey. So um, I'm just putting that is out that there. A... I'm trying to make it happen. So if you want to tweet, <laughs> is that just because you think it's cool, or are you trying to? Is that like a criticism? I'm trying to get him hep for the kids. Oh. Did um, you say hashtag Biz Markey? Yes, yeah. I'm declaring it a thing as of now. <laughs> Um, but missed you, man. Is it M A R K E Y? M A R K E Y. I I'll leave it up to the people whether you want to spell his act the way his name is actually spelled with a Y, or if you want to go full Bismarcky and just do two E's. But like like ein velvet DSL cable in ein iron socket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, but but is his name K E Y right? K E Y. Yeah. M A. It is uh, not not spelled the same as Otto von Bismarck. No, doesn't right. matter. <laughs> M-A-R-K-E-Y. It's, it's better um, than calling him Marky Mark or something. Marky, yeah, right. The other... Uh, okay, that's that's what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? Sorry, sorry Stefan. I'm, uh, I'm better at hashtagging than you. Oh, I guess Hashtag so. Hashtag Marky Mark. I'm sure that one's already taken. I bow to you your think? social media problems. Yeah, the, I, 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 <laughs> for some reason that does ring a bell. I'm yeah. sure there's no, like, you know, Boston boy band or whatever with a connection to that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. it was an underwear ad too. So. <laughs> oh, Senator Ed Markey did an underwear ad. No, Markey Mark did an underwear <laughs> ad. Quite memorable for those of us that are older. Campaign issue, I'm sure. Because <laughs> um, he was still young then. So, <laughs> so I should. So what? What Ed? What Ed Markey did was to propose something. It's called a Congressional uh, Review Act, and this is a, a sort of a more recent. Uh, it's. It's. I think it was post 2000s that this rule even got implemented, but it basically allows Congress to review and, in some cases, actually overrule. Um, regulations and sort of promulgations that are put forth by federal agencies that technically report to the executive branch, like the FCC. So, a uh, Congressional Review Act, if passed by both houses of Congress and, you know, like, and signed by the president, like the normal bill, um, 
would actually could in this case roll back the FCC's decision to repeal the net neutrality rules. I know we're kind of getting into double negatives, but if you keep it, up, so it would supersede it. It would it repeal would be, the repeal yeah, essentially because yes. it's a it would be a law that Congress wrote. Right, and Congress has has uh, authority above the yeah. the laws Congress passes supersede the uh, rules and regulations yep. instituted by executive agencies, which exist only to sort of uh, direct and uh, um, sort of provide a format for enforcing the laws of Congress. I mean, Congress says, right. you know, we should have rules about you know uh, uh, the amount of lead and gasoline. You know, but it doesn't necessarily specify exactly what those formulations should be and what the technical processes should be for manufacturing gasoline. That's up to the Department of Commerce or the Environmental Protection Agency. These federal agencies sort of have their wonk sit down and work out the details. But if the details that they've worked out and then published in the Federal Register, Congress can say, yeah, no, that's not what we meant when we said yeah. pass a good law, make a good rule about that. So, no. And, and that seems appropriate. Uh, I just wanted to interject, just like Schoolhouse Rock taught us all, the uh, Congress makes makes the rules, the executive is supposed to uh, enforce the rules, and the judiciary is supposed to make sure the the other two play nice. Yeah, our constitutional. Three-ring so circus, this, look it up. So is this like, you know, people say, well, judges are activists because they're going outside their domain. Is this where the executive branch has gone outside its domain? Well, it's this was silent, right? There's no law around. Well, yeah. It. Well, for one thing, this you ha this is an unelected uh, agency. Yeah. That is, I mean, I mean, that's that's sort of the 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 you know the the democratic argument against having the FCC govern a piece of policy like this is that there's not a direct check and balance from the voters' perspective. Yeah, I don't. I um, gotta say, I don't understand why the FCC isn't like. If not its own cabinet department, you know, cabinet level division like Secretary of State or, or Commerce or whatever, why it isn't like a, a division of, I don't know, the Commerce Department or something. I think it you is. You know, like is the it? IRS is part of the Treasury. I think it's part of something in energy. Isn't it? Isn't the FCC part of, I think it's. The Department of Energy? No, it's. Um, it's it's not reporting to any cabinet secretary. The chairman of the FCC is an independent, has independent authority, just like the right. chairman of the Federal Reserve Boards. Yeah, but the feds aren't. That's not a public entity, the Fed Reserve. So, well, it's it's not a private entity exactly either. Yeah, but they're not paid by the federal government. Those aren't federal employees. And well, but um, they're the feds. But the 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 boss is appointed by the president, and there's confirmation hearings in the Senate, and it's yeah. the same with the FCC, I believe. Well, the FCC, those people are actually federal employees. Well, the one thing I don't understand is uh, like there's a certain amount of history behind why the uh, Federal Reserve. Going back to like you know the the very early about a hundred years ago the very early part of the twenty first of the twentieth century why the Federal Reserve Board is a separate entity they they didn't want it to have, just be subject to political whims and and get stuck in yeah you know, it's all whatever. the Federal Reserve banks yeah, in they, they, different states they basically yeah. wanted like like a technocratic board with some that you know answered to the to the uh, political authorities somewhat indirectly but still answered to them. And I don't understand why the FCC is handled in the same way. Well, it's almost like the FAA, that they also have separate authority, right? The FAA. Uh, yes, but I believe the head of the F. Uh, I believe FAA the FAA still reports to the Department of Commerce. I believe. Yeah. So I think the FCC reports in through some that that head reports in. He doesn't go right to the president. He goes to somebody else. I think. I but, don't know. But, I suppose we could find out. But you know, the whole this all started is because they didn't really regulate. 
the internet. It it wasn't under you know the commerce mm-hmm. clause, right? So the last head of the FCC did this. Actually, he's the one that actually put in a structure, right? Said it should be under that Title Two. Uh, Tom Wheeler, who yeah. was put um, in, who is who was actually sort of taken a. People looked at him with a dim view on the net neutrality side when he got put in under President Obama because he himself was a former uh, telecom executive, I think specifically AT&T. But he proceeded to actually Do the right take thing. a pretty even yeah. hand. And actually, yeah. and, and if, in 2015, under his uh, ad- administration, the FCC put in place the rules that we call net neutrality, which um, basically fall to the old Title II um, regulations put in place under the 1934 Communications Act, originally for things like, you know, for telephone wires, essentially. Um, but it, it mandates essentially that, you know, um, private carrier. companies, yeah, yeah exactly, um, act carrier as a common was, yeah. carrier. Mm-hmm. So essentially they, they act, you know, in loco utilitatis or whatever the Roman, in, in place <laughs> of a public utility, they are providing the equivalent of a public utility, so they need to act like a public public utility, which means not provide preferential service, not artificially slow down some people's data, and you know, in exchange for, um, you know, or or only give them more data in exchange for, um, you know, preferential pricing or things like that. By law, would they have to make um, the wedding cake then? <laughs> yes. Yes, they would, right? Because yes, of this, right. this, this title too. Well, it's also it's sorry. Oh. No. Well, it's also <laughs> a way to think of it as a, like that. like gotcha. you know the internet is often compared compared to a road system, mm-hmm. and in this respect, imagine like you know the FCC was saying that like the the various telecom companies had to like pave the roads and you know could could charge money for you know. Pay, charge the same to everybody to pave the roads. You know, right. like like you have to pay tolls in order to keep using it or renew your license, your, your license or whatever. But all those fees were basically the same. You know, like maybe a commercial per, commercial heavier license would truck. be heavier, but whatever. Yeah. Otherwise, it's the same. Um, but now, uh, thanks to the way they've changed it, so long as they post their prices clearly, they can be like, you know. Uh, you guys have to have to use those lanes where you can't go faster than fifty miles an hour. Everybody who's willing to pay an extra twenty bucks can go in the unlimited speed lanes, and right. uh, you know. Yeah, so it begins because that's yeah. where the competition will go immediately. And it's oh, yeah. ju- you know it's, with it's a vertical, uh, vertical. Um, yeah, it's just inserting themselves into the equation and and skimming money off the top of what was already working fine. Yeah, rent they're charging. Rent. Also, they can say if. Uh, if you are planning on going to this city, then you you can pay less. Meaning, uh, we if you want to uh, watch streaming on NBC from Comcast Universal, mm-hmm. then we can make that make that faster for you. But if you want to go watch CBS streaming, then we it won't be that fast. Or Netflix, right? Or Netflix, yes. Yeah, and that was a thing a few years ago. Like Netflix was feuding with I think Comcast. Yeah. Like, like they, you know, they, they would have these moments where Comcast was was slowing down the, the access speed, and Nexa, Netflix would have these messages pop up for the user saying, "Sorry, Comcast is slowing us down." <laughs> yeah. Right? Didn't Which they do I, that? I love how catty that is, but yeah. it's it's great and, and it's true, effective. wasn't it? It is true. I yeah, and this and they, you know, they tried several times. This is also why the FCC is handling this in the first place, is because Congress. The idea was Congress would act on this, and I think they tried in 2006 and again 2008. They couldn't get a, a net neutrality-esque bill passed, so it fell to the FCC. 
um, which has pluses and minuses depending on which administration is in power, as as we've learned. Um, and it also, and actually, an, uh, another thing to what you're saying, uh, now that we have content creators like Disney, owned by Time Warner, um, given uh, given the um, Disney is not owned by oh. Time Warner. Oh no, sorry, you're right. Disney, I'm thinking of Net something Geo? else. Um, Geographic. There's somebody that's um, in that group. Well, yeah, no, you're right. Disney is not owned by Time Warner. But Disney is rolling out, and other companies are doing this, rolling out their own streaming service. So CBS already did that. I, right, like, CBS done it. I had to pay 10 bucks to just to see, watch, you know, like Star Trek Discovery. Cause, right. Because I didn't want to steal it, and that was the only way to see it. So not only would you see... Um, you know, could you see preferential pricing for using like the big streaming services we all know, like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, etc.? You could see a like a whole constellation of streaming sites that you have to opt into and would have yeah. their own pricing schemes. Yeah. Oh, and I mentioned um, like I paid ten bucks because like I signed up and then canceled the membership like a month later. So right. So you <laughs> saw what you wanted to see and, and then got like, in, and yeah. got out. Yeah. 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 Um, I'd have been happy to buy it off of iTunes, I suppose, you know, the same, paid about yeah. the same, but, you know. Yeah. But it's that ability to sort of confuse and create all these little pockets of value and then price discriminate is what really gives the power to the company that owns this architecture. Right. And they do, as, as we talked about, they literally do own the architecture in addition to the, you know, to everything else. And I don't think Congress um, is fast enough to figure out what they're doing. I just don't, I don't see that there's anybody that can really police it. But Biz Marky Marky's on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was part of the deregulation of telecommunications and all that stuff. So when the bill, right. when, you know, in that whole. 1998 or something. <laughs> yeah. It was right around the turn yeah. of the millennium. And I think he um, fought it. I mean, I think he his heart was in the right place, but he was part of sort of the. Back when he was in the House, I should yeah, imagine. Yeah, but right, because he's only recently in So just to get up to speed on where the CRA bill that I that um, Senator Markey introduced, uh, it passed in the Senate with Republican votes. Wow. Uh, three Republican votes specifically, Senators Murkowski of Alaska. Collins um, of Maine. Collins of Maine and Senator uh, Kennedy of Louisiana, um, who well, is not expected to be a swing vote, but was lobbied quite heavily, including <laughs> by yours uh, truly, um, among others, nice. to, um, well, in conjunction with a ton, I mean, Education. We throwing, you know, just kind of getting getting activists around the country organized to contact their senators hmm. on this issue. And it paid off. Um, it passed. Um, McCain was absent due to illness. Um, so it passed 52 to 47. That was in early May. So now it moves. Now the CRA moves to the House. And it's still gathering votes to uh, get something called a discharge petition going a discharge petition is basically the um, members of the house forcing the the house to vote exactly even if the leadership is like no nah. oh, they have a couple of them that they're working on with discharge petitions yeah, yeah. Right. it forces a floor vote um it needs i think 190 let me check on this but um it's it, what we're asking of uh, members of the house and for their constituents to ask their member of congress in the house is to commit to uh, signing the discharge petition in addition to committing to, um, you know, in, is indicating support for the CRA itself. Um, and there's actually, there's a, I'll, I'll plug the website, 
which um, there is a literally a scoreboard. Um, oh, so you can see where people are and how close it's. Yeah, it's um, uh, it's it's the 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 site where this has all been organized is battleforthenet.com, and the specific scoreboard is at battleforthenet.com/scoreboard. Um, there is an, a list of every member of Congress, House, and Senate who's in support of the CRA, and um, you can also it also shows you who hasn't. Um, signed on yet and uh, if you if you live or you know somebody who lives in their districts uh, they can reach out and tweet at call email all of the above uh, their member of Congress and we saw that it works um, even in case in the Senate which is often that's amazing yeah crack. I'm amazed that it passed in the Senate. yeah that's great um, and it, I should point out also that I work for uh, free press which is one of the organizations that's very much working on this although my words are my own a nonprofit um, advocacy group yes nonprofit right. advocacy right. group which also do not represent the views and opinions of valley free radio exactly you know um but I probably just, represents everybody here in this room probably so. yeah <laughs> i think so um i know that uh one interesting thing was uh kennedy said um well he, one of the things that convinced him was uh his residents because they they would be really adversely affected and what was this state right. i'm sorry um louisiana wasn't it well yeah louisiana suffers uh, we were talking about sort of um, de facto monopolies because of lack of comp competitive isps louisiana is one of the states that's affected most by that right so they have a very large amount of population that only has one isp in that same monopoly position and they'd be the most vulnerable to changes and to kind of price gouging like especially this. with the uh the amount of lower income um right people in in louisiana uh that it like statewide so that would that would limit their access to the internet even further oh yeah um, uh, a lot of them I, I i don't know the the cable map for Louisiana, but uh, I'm assuming that there are some areas that only have dial-up still. Oh yeah, yeah, um, and that's true in so, a lot of rural areas. I mean, yeah. even here well, in the hill towns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and Louisiana is one of the poorer states, and uh, they've had some environmental disasters. I don't know if you've heard about that, but uh, they've been <laughs> well, like, like some some like hurricane a nuke plan or something. <laughs> yeah, that well, like some hurricanes and things. Super and fun sites. You suppose yeah. they built back the Flooding internet where they the... haven't even built back the electricity yet. Sure. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. <laughs> no, because they use the same poles. Usually. Exactly. They pay the exactly. pay the electric now, company. I, I, to I mean, for all we know, their pole. like 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 the uh, grid maintenance is the responsibility of like the you know the same parish committees that handle levy repairs in New Orleans. You know, I mean, it's, it could be that bad. It's all local. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so we, I know we want to take a break in a minute, Stefan. But hey. Right. I live in Massachusetts. I have lots of, you know, crazy liberal Democrat uh, uh, representatives. Woohoo! Uh, <laughs> what should I do? What, what's I mean, is it useful for me to contact my member of Congress about this? Because I'm pretty sure they're all going to be voting for it anyways. Right. Yeah. But and I like so it's it's probably well, if you wanted a contact, first of all, it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea, even if they're in support of it. And like uh, like you can sort of uh, aver that you, this is something you want and and thank them because this thing a lot of members of congress especially in the house they hear negative feedback they don't hear positive feedback as much ah. so when they hear positive feedback and a lot of it they pay attention um so i mean so and obviously we want to go both ways depending on how they're leaning uh 
so you, so that's one way. Also, um, you can sign up this through that same website, battleforthenet.com. You could sign up if you really want to take part. Uh, you can help organize around this by um, by calling people, sending texts, um, and um, also volunteering to host a to either host or attend um, a meeting uh, or sort of drop and visit at a local congressional office, which is something that um, we're going to be kind of carrying forward as the as the as the date and we don't know we don't have a date for the vote but it's coming up it's gonna by according to the statutes of how the cra is handled um it's going to have to be by mid-july i believe so sometime between now and then yeah, i think it's 180 days after they actually pass the regular you know enact the regulation right you know, and that's that date that's yeah. uh days of congress yeah i should like days when congress is in session which oh, is yeah. a lot different it's than, it's 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 fewer than 180 then but it's it's some number yeah right right um, uh, just just an interject. One more thing. Uh, I was just checking. Uh, the entire Massachusetts delegation is on yes. Team Internet. So yeah. yes, very very well done, Massachusetts. Helped, yeah, somebody helped convince them. Um, so uh, I forgot what I was just going to say. Oh, so the so the House is going to stay in session, right? They're not. They aren't going to take the, the Senate. Break. Is I don't know about the House. I thought the House wasn't going to take a break either. Am I wrong? That they'll so well, I know the, July. Normally they're out. In I July. know the Senate. Uh, Mitch McConnell's canceled the 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 August recess because you know he doesn't want those Democrats out campaigning for their seats. I thought they were going to try and get something done. Never yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, that's sorry, sorry. Yes, oh. that was what he said. Yes, that's I not. He did actually yeah, yeah. Say that. I mean, he the the reason is because uh, the Democrats have been holding up everything, oh, and uh, especially judicial nominations. And anybody that does that is very wrong. So they are going to be uh, staying through the summer and really buckling down. Are we confirming Merrick Garland to the Supreme Court, or is that ship sailed? I think that's that that's fallen off the side of the earth. Like might have been laid on the table and then left on the table. So. Ah, yeah. Then the Fair wind enough. took it. So we should probably <laughs> take our uh, mid-show break right now. <clears throat> We've got to play some uh, PSAs, promos, and IDs. But uh, we'll be back with uh, more civil politics uh, in just a couple of minutes. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Sundays at 10 a.m., WXOJ's radio show, Occupy the Airwaves, has the latest news from the occupation movement, locally, regionally, nationally, and around the planet. Tune in at 103.3 FM or webcasting at www.valleyfreeradio.org. Blogging at occupytheairwaves.wordpress.com. Listeners can call into the show at 413-585-1033. Hi, my name's Leo, and I use he, him, his pronouns. Hi, my name's AJ, and I use they, them, theirs pronouns. Did you know that sex is your biology and gender is how you identify? You can't assume someone's gender. Based on their clothes. Based on their hair. Based on their voice. Who they hang out with. Who they're attracted to. My gender isn't your business. Ask me my pronouns! Brought to you by the PVPA Student Group for Gender, Sexuality, and Diversity. Hey, this is Blue Streak. I'm the host of the show with BS, the newest edition for the WXOJ lineup. You can hear us Mondays at 11 p.m. For the best overnight radio you'll ever hear on a, on a Monday night, we'll talk about everything that's relevant to us. Music, movies, TV, games, and whatever else happens to spill out of the pinata that is my head. Monday nights, 11 p.m. here on XOJ. For all the music and news that nerds can use, it's the show with BS on WXOJ.
The Oblivion Express, old-school, free-form, eclectic radio programming every Thursday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. on Valley Free Radio. Since 1981, The Oblivion Express has been traveling the musical spaceways in the Valley, an eclectic mix of music from the 1940s to today and featuring just about every genre, rock, jazz, blues, world, folk, reggae, and so much more. Join me, DJ Funkadelic Fern, every Thursday morning on The Oblivion Express. Sure, humans can be a little weird at times. But take it from me, I'm a dog. And a person is about the best thing that can happen to a shelter pet. So if you want to learn how you can be that person, get down to your local pet shelter or visit the shelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. My name is Amanda Messer. I'm 17 years old and I'm a student from Turner's Falls High School. Billboard bodies. Does anybody really look like that? Someone could be flipping through a magazine, looking at that pretty girl or that buffed out guy, then go gag themselves. We need to love our looks for what they are, other than what people say they need to be. People can have beauty no matter what they look like. Beauty only comes from the, from the heart, soul, and mind. Most magazines emphasize the outside when it's the inside that really matters. And change in society would be most ideal for everyone. Press start to continue. Video game remixes, nerdcore, hip-hop, and chiptunes from across the internet. Tune in every Monday night from 9 to 11 on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM. And check out Facebook.com slash Start to Continue for links to show notes, random game news, and podcasts of previous episodes. Press Start to Continue. All under needs to know. A world of opportunity is sitting here in the Pioneer Valley right in Hoyoke. Bringing together a variety of organizations, Passport Hoyoke helps you discover Hoyoke's varied treasures. With numerous events happening nearly every day, there's no reason to ever be bored. For a full list of events and member organizations, visit Passport Hoyoke on the web at www.passporthoyoke.org. Come discover the city of Hoyoke. Do you gamble more often and longer than you planned? Have other people suggested you may have a gambling problem? Do you wish you could stop or cut down your gambling, but you just can't? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you may have a gambling problem. We understand the problem. We can help. We're the Mass Council on Compulsive Gambling. Please call us at 1-800-426-1234 or chat with us online at masscompulsivegambling.org. The confidential helpline number is 1-800-426-1234. By now, you have heard that using compact fluorescent light bulbs, or CFLs, can save you money on your energy bill. But have you heard that there is a law requiring Massachusetts residents to recycle them? Keep in mind, they can't be recycled curbside, so do your part. Drop off your used CFLs at your local participating retailer. For more information on recycling and where to do it, visit lamprecycle.org slash Massachusetts. And thank you. The Lily Library is filled with adventure and wonder for kids and adults of all ages. Lily Library in downtown Florence lends books and movies to everyone. They offer free parking, free Wi-Fi, and two-hour sessions on Internet-connected computers. They also offer extensive programs for children, including story hours, clubs, and activities for teens, as well as adult programs. The library is open Tuesday and Thursday evenings, Saturdays and Sundays. Find out more at lilylibrary.org. 
And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. <clears throat> I'm Michael Dow. I'm still joined by uh, Stefan Ward-Wheaton and Sue Timberlake. Hey there. Hey. <laughs> and uh, we're going to get back to talking about net neutrality in just a moment. But uh, I uh, was looking through, uh, like, my notebook, which, you know, is probably a smart thing to do, like, before the show. But anyway, um, and I found, like, a note to myself that I just wanted to mention. So um, <clears throat> coming up... Uh, starting on July 1st, Sundays at 11 o'clock from 11 to 12, there's going to be a new show here on Valley Free Radio called Cultural Impact. And it's uh, specifically looking at uh, Latinx culture uh, here in the Pioneer Valley. Uh, uh, and it's going to have a lot of bilingual programming. So it's going to be looking at, like, you know, uh, uh, music and dance and and just all kinds of arts in the valley and stuff like that um with a particular look at for instance how uh the puerto rican community for example which uh, uh is uh, uh sorry how, how that af- affects the area and what i didn't know until recently was that uh actually outside of puerto rico itself and uh new york the third largest concentration of puerto rican people in the world is here in the pioneer valley Holyoke. Down in Holyoke, yeah. <clears throat> so that's certainly a thing. Oh, and that also reminds me, one of the people, and I've, I forgot to write her name down, but one of the people organizing this new show is also one of the sort of the cast of characters that uh, does our show Occupy the Airwaves, uh, which I think we played a promo for a little while ago. And uh, uh, they did a show about the uh, disaster in Puerto Rico uh, and its effects that apparently... Uh, uh, was like their most downloaded show and apparently had a lot of good information that a lot of people in Puerto Rico were listening to. So uh, it got a lot of notice, and you can get to it from uh, the Occupy the Airwaves website. And I haven't had to listen to it myself, in part because my Spanish is non-existent. But um, it sounds like it's a really interesting uh, uh a really interesting show in particular from one of our sister programs here on Valley Free Radio and about an important topic that is still significant and kind of getting lost in the shuffle of all the other incompetent and terrible things the Trump administration is doing. And here we go into the hurricane season again. Yeah, yeah, we're in it. Yep. There have already been two powerful hurricanes in the Pacific. So, yeah. Anyway, so, Stefan, speaking of uh, incompetent and terrible policies, uh, we were talking more. There, there's, was there more to say about net neutrality? I could swear there was. Well, we were talking I, about something. I, mean, we I wanted to ask you about weeks, what the states can do or what. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I knew Sue had like a sensible question. Well, states somebody are... has to. <laughs> it's not going to be me. <laughs> it's, it's my life's work. Right. <laughs> states, states are organizing against it. Um, we've had some secretaries of state uh, basically um, – Say that they're and and uh, governors uh, saying that they're going they're putting in place state level regulations that will require that um, ISPs and related businesses doing business in that state where the state has jurisdiction. So over you know they would at the very least be over any kind of public um, you know public buildings or public um, uh, you know public areas. Uh, would have to adhere to net neutrality rules. This uh, happened in New York. Uh, I believe Andrew Cuomo signed the an executive order. So doing it as an executive order sort of puts it, gives it executive privilege as opposed to passing it through it through the state legislature. Oh, it could be overturned um, by the next person. Yeah. Right. Well, and this yeah. is this is the question: is like uh, whether or not those efforts will be turned back by the the precedence of the of the federal authority um 
California is making a run for it just right up the, you know, basically right up the alley by actually enacting a full law. Um, it is S. Under Joe, Governor Brown. who's Governor uh, Brown. Who's, who's ending his term uh, this year, I think. Yes. Um, right. And it's been really shepherded by a state senator whose name is Eric Weiner, and uh, who I should give a shout out to. Wasn't he the and, fellow um, who was challenging... Um, uh oh, Bar, uh, uh, Feinstein, uh, uh, Diane Feinstein. Diane yeah, Feinstein. that is Kevin DeLeon. Who oh, I I'm think sorry. Is my the president of either the the California Senate or a California Assembly? But that actually California uh, State Senate. I remember that. So yeah, because of California, the way California primaries work, where it's a jungle primary, every candidate runs, and the top two vote getters, regardless of party, advance to the final. Mr. DeLeon's still um, on the ballot. For yes, the fall. it will be two. De- uh, just like it was in 2016, it will be two Democrats. Two Dems? Uh, De Leon and Feinstein, which will be interesting because I think a lot of progressives kind of De Leon is running to Feinstein's left. So that'll be for those of you who follow California politics. Keep your yeah. eye on that. Um, but they passed this in the California Senate. Um, it's a very tough net neutrality law. In some cases, it actually goes further than the FCC regulations did, um, especially cracking down on zero rating. Uh, which is the, the basically the the zero rating is the is the industry term for uh, ISPs providing that preferential service, even completely discounted service for companies and for sites that pay. Um, so it's kind of the um, the internet company equivalent of price gouging for consumers. Um, it still has to pass the assembly in California. It's likely to because the assembly and like the Senate is controlled by Democrats and the state Democratic Party has been behind this. Um, interesting to see what Governor Brown does. Um, he's a bit of a wild card or can be politically, but I, there will be a lot of pressure on him to pass this bill, especially as he... I, I would think the guy out. who wanted to launch a telecommunications satellite for California in the 70s yeah. would be in favor <laughs> of better, broader public access to important <laughs> right. uh, means of communication. But he might want to have the the government take a cut of it, you know, and that'll that'll change the dynamics. I suppose. Moonbeam strikes again. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, if that gets passed, <laughs> that may uh, provoke a showdown. Of course, um, the, uh, the, the federal government can, you know, does have precedent to argue that um, they have, that the FCC's um, standing rules that now don't include net neutrality actually overrule California's, but that needs to come through the court. Um, and I certainly think that executive actions like the ones New York has done, I think Washington State is fixing to do it as well, um, um, will be a tougher nut for courts to crack because then you then you have state governments going up directly against, uh, state executive governments going up directly against the federal executive government, and where that balance of power is will have to be determined by the court in question. So, what about Massachusetts? Uh, uh, has Governor Baker or uh, Maura Healy was has has made some noises about this, hasn't she? Are are uh, the attorney general for our state, whom I actually uh, am very positive about. Yeah, he uh, Maura Healy. Uh, Didn't she do something and they rolled it back, or she was going to do? I thought there was something that she got brushed back on it. Or there something. was uh, well, there was a, a lawsuit that was filed. Um, and it's still working its way through this very uh, circuitous appeal process, which is why I haven't mentioned it. Um, but it was filed on on behalf of several organizations with 
um, with sort of pro bono esque, um, you know, am- amicus filings from several sec- uh, several attorneys general, including, I mean, Eric, Sh- the 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 former oh, Schneiderman, yeah, Eric Schneiderman, the former uh, <laughs> um, disgraced um, attorney general of New York. Uh, Attorney General of Washington State, I think, again, climbed in, and Mara Healy of Massachusetts climbed in, um, basically as a direct judicial court pushback. Again. Basically, the, the lawsuit was in direct appeal against that same FCC decision in December to roll to drop net neutrality. Um, so so it's they, kind of, yeah, they haven't been able to stay it because it's in effect. Right. right, they haven't been able to get an injunction or anything like that. Yeah, that, so it's just winding the, its way. Is is that I think a, the idea. Yeah, I can't really say. I I yeah. literally can't say where. <laughs> yeah, where it is um, at the moment. Wh- what the next decisions will be made on that level are. Um, but it is there is still a lot of work being done on the judicial front. Um, and in some ways, depending on what happens in with Congress, that may prove that the judicial system can actually you know can actually provide some pushback um of course that you know that really depends what judge you're coming up under and um different judges can take radically different approaches to this i mean as we saw with the time warner um mm-hmm. the 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 at t time warner merger the judge was you know was almost contemptuous of the you know of the sort of anti-merger case and i think recommended against appeal yeah somebody was saying that yeah uh, which is notable (laughs) to say the least well it's a strange Um, time when the judiciary is saying well we don't we don't like your attitude (laughs) right (laughs) it's like just you're hearkening back to the masterpiece cake shop yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. well it feels like that a little bit it's like uh, you know slap that guy (laughs) yeah yeah, it's yeah. interesting. But I well, will say and, Maura Healy has been yeah. has been very good on this and for a while. So. Yeah. Well, and, and and we have standing or it's a hard who has standing right in this case. Is it people? Is it customers? Is it a state? Is it, you know, that's, well, that's what has to be determined. Yeah, I mean, exactly. This, this is really the first time that this is getting challenged directly and, and that heads are budding on this issue because the first time that it's actually come up right. and then been repealed. And, and I think uh, our, our rights as customers certainly aren't worth ignoring. But I also, I think in a way, I, I, I hate the I hate it when it's like, well, this is about your right as a customer. It's like, how about my rights as a citizen? How about what, you know, I right, as a citizen right. of a democracy, uh, you know, deserve and, 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 and what we need to in order to have that democracy continue to function? Yeah, and you know there are a lot of organizations that are sort of philosophically trying to shape the debate around technology and sort of consumer tech rights to say that um, EFF is one that's done a lot of work in this electronic, the electronic uh, frontier, frontier, frontier foundation. Rather. Yes, Sorry, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to kind of try to develop like, and it's still in 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 embryonic stages, but like a tech bill of rights hmm. or this idea that. Um, people have fundamental, um, essentially human rights um, to, in a developed society to cert, to a certain level of access to, to the internet and to sort of related services because those services constitute a fundamental part of what it means to be a citizen. Um, it's, not, it's no longer simply optional. The internet is, is, a, is a part of daily life in a way that it wasn't even a decade ago, certainly not two decades ago 
Um, and so that this is, we need to be taking, it, instead of just kind of turning this into another consumer product that can be packaged and repackaged and sort of um, everyone carves off their pound of flesh, this is something that really needs to be understood as a, as a human right. I, I think it's significant uh, and amusing to me that, uh, that uh, President Trump, who of course yeah. favors what the FCC is doing, this is exactly the kind of thing uh, that he's actually, you know, the, he, he's against what you're talking about, but his own actions are going to bolster the argument for it. Because, of course, one of the things he tends to do is make substantive policy de- de- decisions and announcements via his Twitter account. Right. So if you don't have access to the Internet and the ability to look at his Twitter, then you can't— Somebody sued over that because they got cut off his Twitter, right? and they're right? saying, like, <laughs> well, if, if it's a, basically an official communications channel of the president of all Americans— then yeah, we all have to be able to access it. And you have it. to save it. Too. You can't block people. Yeah, yeah. You have to keep account, copies right. of yeah. it. And you can't tear up your you know your documents and throw them out if you're which he the does president. all the time. Apparently, yeah. This reminds me. I'm not quite old enough to remember, but the fight over electricity and making sure mm. that electricity was wired to the rural areas of Alabama and Tennessee. Mean, oh, okay. I was going to say right. you mean Edison versus Tesla. A little, <laughs> little more recent than that. Yeah. yeah. Well, exactly. And that's, that's what part the of what the TVA was about, right? Act yeah. Was yeah. supposed to accomplish. Really, right. in in 34. And the in Red Fire. That was part of it. I mean, yeah. TVA and other parts were, huh. you, know, yeah. you know, had their element. But the, the whole principle of having Title II was that you could ensure a standard of service across the board. Um, so we only got a couple of minutes left. But, Sue, how do you feel about that as a, you know, presumably <laughs> Roosevelt-hating Republican? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I think that initiative was under um, a Republican, if I'm not mistaken. To, to wire the whole country. I think that was a Republican. It might have been Hoover's idea, yeah. but 34 yeah. would have been carried out under Roosevelt. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. The producer's flagging me to say, no, shut up. No, it's like 1920. Uh, it was the 1920s. It was much before The that. Communications Could Act? Could it have been under Coolidge? I think it, I forget, well, but I know oh. it's a Republican. But we were going to talk about the three parts of California. Uh, yeah, there, yeah, we were. Stupid. <laughs> um, I actually wanted to, before we ended, I wanted to give everybody an update on the Comcast... Uh, bid for for Fox, which is right. which is happening because AT and T won the the right to uh, swallow Time Warner, which actually they signed. I think they've signed the deal today or yesterday. Yeah, today. That's right. Um, yeah. Right after the the decision. So right. Um, currently the uh, currently Comcast has offered sixty five billion dollars in stock. Um, to buy out their stock, uh, the 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 other thing is they're offering two point five billion as a reversal fee. So if it doesn't happen, then or if they they have to drop out, then then they then Fox still gets a ton of money, which is a very sweet deal as opposed to the fifty two billion in stock that that Disney right. uh, offered. So it's nineteen percent higher, <sighs> and it's worth it. Because it it's it will be an incredible amount of market share. Exactly. It it's um and market power. Mm. Yes, which it, is really it, the vertical game. integration, like like we were saying. And I'm bringing this up now because we just got word that okay. the Fox board is going to be um vote is going to meet next week to consider the Comcast bid. Oh. So. Fingers crossed for all Fingers you X Men fans out there. Well, that, that <laughs> see what I was thinking more is like, oh well, now that Fox is with Comcast, the only news channel you can get is Fox News. And, and, MSN, that, no. and then MSNBC. 
yeah, well, you gotta you gotta have one. So you know, what, why why you have your own internal competition? Yeah. Uh. So, uh, on that cheerful note, <laughs> net neutrality, folks. It's... There's only one place you can get New England cable news, and that's on Comcast. Yeah. Because yeah. well, that's because they, they do it. They own it. Yeah. It's their thing. Vertical. So, <clears throat> um, we do have to wrap up. So, uh, thanks for listening to Civil Politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. Coming up next uh, is a lineup of great music shows. Uh, uh, Subculture, coming up next, has uh, a lot of great uh, uh, indie pop uh, music. Uh, then followed by a table of contents and finally, okay, Asia taking us into the evening. Um, uh, we should also mention that, uh, you can listen to podcast versions of this show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or Google play. Uh, John Moore usually uploads them on Sunday. So look forward to that or hello to Sunday. If you're just listening to us now on podcast, <laughs> anyway, that's all for civil politics here tonight. Stefan, thanks for joining us. Hope you can, uh, tear yourself free from the, uh, uh public advocacy minds and, uh, Come up for daylight and join us again. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me back. back Yeah, you don't have to wage war down here. Just upstairs. John was getting really sick of me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so getting. (laughs) Right. So thanks for listening to Civil Politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. We should be back more with more next week. Thanks for listening. Good night. This show is part of the Planetside Productions Network. For more information, please visit www.planetside.pro and thank you for listening.